Well, get your Bibles out and go to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation, book of, Re book of revealings. You know, something tells me we're going to spend more time in this in the next month or two or year or two. We'll start unraveling this little guy. It's a good book. Revelation chapter 12. There's a lot in here, and I definitely will not be able to get into all of it. But I want to start off with verse 10. So let's, let's just read. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Now, that happened at the cross. You know that. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast out. Now, let me stop there for a minute and take a little side journey real quick before I even get started. Under the old covenant, you, many of you have read in the book of Job where it says that Satan went before God. That was true under the old covenant. But once Jesus defeated Satan and stripped him of all authority, God kicked him out of heaven. He's not allowed there anymore. And God hadn't talked to that punk in 2,000 years. You have to talk to him a little bit. But God hadn't talked to him, and he won't have anything else to say to him until he sends an angel and takes him and chunks him into the pit, which, which he is afraid of. He, is, he knows it's coming. 2029 is, the, is 2,000 years since Jesus rose from the dead. The fall of 20, spring of 2029, and Satan knows that. Now, I'm going to read this to you right now. I want you to pay attention as I read. It says, for the, he accused them before God day and night and has been cast down, and they, say me, overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, and we do not love our lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and sea. The devil has come down and gotten into Europe, gotten into China, gotten into the White House, gotten into just about everything. Well, y'all are excited. He has great wrath because he knows his time is short. Now, the point that we're going to make right here is, and they did what? What does it, it said the saints do something, overcome. Say with me, we overcome. Now, let me tell you something. Just because the devil is having a fit right now does not change the fact that when God made his church, he said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell, the gates of hell, I don't care what they are, will not overcome it. Satan is afraid of you and he is afraid of the church. And I want to listen to, I want you to listen to what God says that no matter what's happening around you, you need to be concerned what's happening on the inside of you just because there's trouble in the world doesn't mean there's trouble in you and you are an overcomer and in this time we're living in you and I overcome yes. 
There's no defeat for the church ever between now and the rapture of the church. There's no defeat for the church. Jesus was born in a time, ha, 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 no, he didn't even have any electricity, and you're worried about an EMT. He didn't even have a well outside, and you're worried about water. He didn't even have a grocery store to go to, and no matter what, he had a government that didn't have a voting system, and he still overcame every obstacle it, the devil ever threw at him. I don't care whether it was a storm, I don't care the way it was lack, Jesus overcame, and then he turned around and made you and I in his own image and you and I are overcomers. God wanted you to know that right now he wrote this here and said Satan's coming down. He's real mad. He knows his time is short. He's panicking. He's falling apart. You're not going to. Now this is something you're going to have to think about. You've got to make up your mind what you're going to do when things don't go exactly the way you thought they would. Let me say something to you right now. Start off by turning the television off. If you got truth, it would be fine. But yesterday, they didn't show any of the groups out uh, rejoicing over Roe versus Wade. They only showed the protesters. They're not showing you what's happening. You, without God, you don't know what's happening. But if you want to know what's happening, Psalm 2 says God's up in the heaven and laughing and going, I don't know what you think you're doing down there, but y'all are crazy. He says, I'm still on the throne and I got this. If he's got it, you got it. Back to my uh, offering sermon, which I know y'all blessed greatly. We're, we're ambassadors here. This is not our home. We're here for a season. All right, say, I overcome. Look at John 16, 33. Go over there. What I'm showing you right now is huge. It's huge, 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 huge. Oh, by the way, did you like my Donald Trump suit? I hope it didn't offend you. I wasn't trying to look like Donald Trump, except for the people who like Donald Trump. The people who don't like Donald Trump, don't let it bother you. And I will take him right now over anybody. In all of his meanness and ugliness, I'll take him. John 16, 33. These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have what? Peace. Peace is an inside job. When the, when the angel sang and says, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, he wasn't talking about peace in the earth. He was talking about peace in you. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now look at the next statement right here. I've spoken to you that in me you have faith. In the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The word tribulation means trouble. Jesus told you that there would be trouble, right? Now, now here's, here's what happens to Christians. Now, see, in America, now don't get mad at me. We're a lazier group of Christians than everyone else in the world because we can be. I mean, you know, we, we, we want something to eat. We just pull up to a window and say, well, I want this kind of coffee, and I want that kind of, I want this, and I want this, and I want that, and I want that, and they hand it to you. 
and we give them a credit card and they swipe it and we don't even know any. And then our wife or husband pays for it and we don't even know. It's, it's easy to be lazy in America. Don't shout me down. You know, if you want fried chicken now, you don't have to cook. You just go to Publix and get some. Just walk in and go, I want some of that right there. I want some of that right there. Give me, give me some of that right there. So we're lazier than other nations. Amen. Now, because of that, anytime anything upsets it, <laughs> pastor, <laughs> from here on, no more whiny babies. We're going to talk about what to do when trouble comes, not if. Trouble comes to everybody. I don't care who you are. Educated, uneducated, good looking, ugly. It'll find you. There's no way you're going to avoid it. Paul didn't avoid it. Jesus, Paul had trouble. Jesus had trouble. Peter had trouble. Moses had trouble. Abraham had trouble. And like I said about Donald Trump, he had lots of trouble. And Biden is trouble. That's just an opinion. I'm glad somebody got enough sense to take all the tax off of gas for a little while. Glory to God. I think you got on TV and they said Putin caused it. And I went, I don't think so. You shut America's oil down. We have, a United States of America has everything we need to live in abundance without another country. If you hear otherwise, someone lied. We have more, we have more oil in America than they have in the in. in the Middle East. You say, why are we buying it from? We aren't. Never mind. The oil in, in Texas right now, they're, they're selling it to Europe because they're giving us more money for it. Somebody in Washington's slightly crooked. If not hell-bent on being crooked, I don't know, just hell-bent on them. Now listen, these things in the world... You will have trouble. Now, now, this is why I'm preaching this. Because for whatever reason, we have adopted this idea that if we're a faith people, you're never going to have a trial. Pastor, oh my God, I lost my job. <laughs> well, first clean your face up. That's why you have a church. Get in here. Get in the altar. Get a hold of God and get you another one. Amen. Don't shout me down. Falling apart because you have a problem is not an option. All right. Now, if there's not trouble, let's, let's talk about trouble in the earth. I don't want to magnify it, but let's just talk a little tiny bit about it. Uh, like y'all didn't know this. Number one is the World Economic Forum or the WHO, and who they are, I don't know. Never mind, that was supposed to be fun. <laughs> world Health Organization, a new world order, cr who created the pandemic, 
in order to overthrow the sovereignty of America, they're an issue in the world now. That's, they're there. Whether you like it or not, they didn't vote. No one voted them in. You can't vote them out. And they have decided that uh, you are not necessary and there is going to be a new world order with one religion, one government, one curse. And they've already made up in their mind. That's a problem. Okay, it's there. Okay, I know. I didn't think y'all shout very hot. That's okay. If that wasn't, then we have China, which somebody in America years ago decided to take all of our business and give it to them so they could make the money to overthrow us. Idiots. They own land. They, they, listen, they own ABC, NBC, and CBS. What in the Sam Hill do you think you're going to get out of that? So China's already a problem, and that's already, if that's, if those two, if that's all we had was those two, that's, that's enough in the natural to be concerned, but it's not. Then you got Iran, there's a bunch of kids over there that are enriching uranium to 90% so they can blow Israel off the map, which like they don't have any brains in their head, and God's already told them that ain't going to happen, boys and girls. And so we've got Israel, and we've got the war in Syria, and, in, and I think it's Isaiah 17 says that Damascus will be a complete ruinous heap, and right now Israel is bombing the airport over there because they're flying in goods, so you have an impending Ezekiel 38 war on the horizon that if we don't get raptured, we'll see. And that is the kickoff of the seven days of Jacob's trouble, which also is coming. And so Israel is preparing right now for this war. And, and, the, and then you've got Putin attacking Ukraine. And what you don't understand about Ukraine, Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world. Not, all, not necessarily America, but but. The wheat, all of the wheat and all the produce and all the products that they have in Ukraine, no one can get them out right now. And the growing season's now and no farmer's working. So that in itself is, 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 a, is, is a trouble. That would be trouble all by itself. So, okay. Th then we've got... Jacob's trouble, which we're going to be switching to Jewish time somewhere around October. And then we got those woke up folk. God almighty, whoever thought you'd see a day that you didn't know the difference between a boy and a girl. Well, I could help you, but I'm a pastor, and there's things I'm not supposed to say. But there is a way to find that out. Use a mirror. Never mind. I'm not, I'm, I'm being a smart aleck. I know I am. But you can't get any dumber than that. And that's six things to be concerned about. And then last night you got people who go, if you don't allow us to kill our babies, we're going to kill you. And I'm going, y'all are crazy. All right, now, all of this is called trouble, and, and, we, and we live now. And, and I know you don't like it. Not a lot I could do about that. 
You know, I wish I was born another time. Well, your mother wishes you were born another time, too. She probably, I wish you'd been born another time. And I wish that I knew when I was young what I know now, I would have been made in better investments. Y'all are so exciting. Now, go to Romans 8 real quick, and let's talk about the answer to this, because all I've done is give you the problem, which you knew was there all along, and you went quiet, which is why I'm preaching this. There's trouble, but you're going to make up your mind it is not going to affect you. Make up your mind now how you're going to act between now and the, and the rapture. Make up your mind now, is Jesus Lord or is he not? Okay. Romans 8 I want to start with verse 31, and I'm sorry if, if I didn't give you this. What can I say to all these things if God is for me, who could be against me? Now, that in itself is all that you need to make it. He just got through saying, if the whole world is against you personally, it doesn't matter. No one's going to overthrow God. They might steal an election, but they're not stealing the anointing. They're not going to steal the name. They're not going to steal the blood, and they can't get into heaven to mess it up. And there is nothing anybody's going to do about your salvation. You're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and a fireball, and full of God. If God is on your side, you don't have any problems. Now, you're going to have to start learning to read this more than watch that. So let's move on just a little bit. He who didn't spare his own son, I mean, if he did that for you, how will he not freely give you all things? Who will ever bring a charge against you? And, and that's another one. We need to get into that, and I can't do it today. But it says that the accuser of the brethren, you would understand that there is someone who's constantly nagging you about what you did and didn't do, should have done, didn't do, would have done, could have done, might have done, and he's constantly talking to you about how you failed and messed up, but you're not saved because you didn't fail. You're saved because he didn't fail. You're not here because of your blood. You're here because of his blood. We're saved by grace, unmerited favor, not yourselves. It was the gift of almighty God. It's not on you. It's on Jesus. And as long as Jesus is at the right hand of God, we're do, we're, we've got it made. Okay. All right. Who's going to, well, we, we read that one. Who is he who condemns you? It was Christ who died and further sat down at the right hand of God's up there praying for you. Verse, thir verse 35, who's going to separate you from God's love? Trouble? Tri no. Say no. Say I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. You are an overcomer. That's what, that is what you are. Oh, what do overcomers do? They overcome. So even though you're in the world, you're still an overcomer in the world. Well, why would God make you an overcomer if there wasn't something to overcome? So why are you crying that there's something out there attacking you? God, have you seen the gas lately? Listen, have you seen God lately?
You say, how's he going to do it? Well, I, I don't know how he does miracles. I just know that he does. He didn't tell me I had to believe how he'd do it. He just told me I had to believe that he would do it. You know, there's a song by Andre Crouch, and we need to resurrect it. Soon and very soon. Well, if you don't like my singing, you help me out a little bit, y'all bunch of... We are going to see the king. Do you understand that? Do you understand what we're going through right now is signs. There are signs that say, I'm coming back soon. When you're riding down the road and it says Apopka 12 miles, then then it says six miles and three miles, you're getting closer. We're watching signs and all of the signs say, I'm coming back real, 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 real soon now. And y'all are looking on the left side of the road going, trouble is ahead, trouble is ahead, trouble is ahead. And I'm going, I like that sign over there a whole lot better. Jesus is ahead. Jesus is ahead. You know why that seems hard? Because we've never been there before. It seems like a, uh, it's home, but we've never been there, so it's a little scary. But I have news for you. I have good news for you that are afraid of dying. You are. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. You are. Some sooner, some later, but you are. I don't want to die. And nobody wants to die. Jesus said, if you have another way to do this, I don't want to do this. All right. All right. Verse 37. Yet in all these things were more than what? More than conquer. Not a, not a conquer. Exceeding, abundant, above. The weapons you have are overkill. You're fighting a kid with a BB gun and you have a bazooka. It's not even a fair fight. It's just like, and the devil knows it. Now let me tell you something. Just his fear should put you in faith. If he's scared, that ought to tell you something good is happening. All right, let's go to another one. Ephesians 6. Go to Ephesians 6. Say, I'm an overcomer. Well, y'all are responding really good. That's pretty good. I mean, did you know we actually had a service a couple of weeks ago where the first service was better than the second one for the first time since? Let's see if we can do two of them in a row. What do you think? Just... <laughs> Ephesians 6, 1. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Say stand. L right now, let me, let me say this this way. Since I've been pastoring, I have battled... A, a satanic doctrine that you have brought with you from your last church. God has everything in control. If he does, he has it all messed up. 
Well, you know, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. You don't start a sentence, don't start a scripture mid-sentence. Listen, what that does, the sovereignty message, which just, just don't, don't, don't throw nothing at me. It is the absolute most abominable, wicked heresy in the church. That God is running everything. When he gave, when he, when he gave you responsibility. If God is running everything, then he is responsible for the people that are in hell. They had no choice. God made that choice for them. Did he? He did not. God is not running the earth. You are. He gave all authority in heaven and earth was given to me. Go you therefore in my name. Whatever's happening, you're allowing it. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. You can walk or you can drive, but you have the keys to the kingdom of God. That, that heresy has caused people, no matter what's going on in Washington, no matter what's going on in China, no matter what's going on in Europe, to sit back and go, kumbaya, kuna matata. You thought that was tongues and it's not. Ephesians, having done all to stand, first get up and stand up. Stand up and go, no, not on my watch. No, not on my watch. Come on now, well, you gotta get a liver in this. Put on the whole arm of God. Who, who puts it on? Who puts on the prayer? You. You get up. You get your armor on because you're in a fight. Do you understand that the devil is out to tear the whole earth up and he will tear you up if you want to sit around on your ha, ha, ha and do nothing about it. But the Bible said, having done all to stand, you get up and you stand. Having stood all, you stand. No, no, you're no. We're not having it. We're not having it. The greatest group of people on the earth, the most powerful group of people on the earth is the church sitting on their butt. Allowing all the junk to go. Well, you know, in our school, they're teaching teaching kids, the boys, well, well, pull them out. (laughs) What am I going to do for work? Well, create a business. And act like the start acting someday. Mark it in your calendar that at this point I will begin acting like the Bible's true. I think it'll be today. Amen. Amen. Sure. Listen to me. I know there's I know there's people, there's gonna be people in this church that lose their jobs. Well, whoopie do. <laughs> you come to me like that, you're gonna make me mad. Listen, I I love you. I have no pity for a person who is an overcomer. Now overcome. Overcome. 
start now and overcome. I told you this story before and I'm going to tell it again. It just bears repeating. When Lisa was, well, I don't know what in the world, had adrenal fatigue and she's laying in the bed and, and she's trying to overcome the fear of dying and everything else. And I told her, I said, well, first of all, conquer the fear of dying. And she goes, what a great husband you are. <laughs> I said, you got to conquer the fear of dying before you can ever live. And I remember the day that I walked in the room and she'd been in there reading her Bible. And, you know, there's times you read the Bible and then there's times you read. The Bible. I'm like, I really am not going to make it without God right now. And I came in there and she had fire in her eyes. And she, I thought to myself, what happened to my sweet little assembly of God wife? And she grabbed me by my collar. And I won't do it to you because she was brutal with me. And she snatched my face up and pulled her nose on my nose. And she said, I will not live like this. I will not have this. I will not live like this. And I went, well, glory to God. Welcome to the world of faith. And she shoved me back. She wasn't mad at me. She was just expressing her heart. I will live and not die, blessed be God. I'm getting out of this. I'm coming out of this. Glory be to God. Y'all understand what I'm saying? There's a scripture that says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We're not talking about violence with one another. We're not talking about Putin and Ukraine. We're talking about you becoming violent with the circumstances that you are facing. Jesus would often ask people, why, why are you afraid? Now, now you would think, how cruel. It's because we're dying. The boat is full of water. And you want to know why we have this concerned look on our face. And we thought he was being cruel till he got out of the boat and walked around. And they went, oh, freaking out, baby. He said, welcome to God. Oh, y'all. Say, I am an overcomer. Say, I overcome. You're not going to have, we're not going to see a problem. The church can't whip and you won't have one we can't whip. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you is that when trouble comes, you walk right through those doors and you walk up here and you get in this altar and go, I got some prayer requests. I need some agreement. Let's go guys. Do you, do you not understand that there have been Christians who've gotten sick? Faith doesn't stop trouble. Do y'all remember Mark and Trina talking about their grandson getting leukemia? He didn't go home and go, oh, we're serving the Lord. We're obeying you. We're obeying. We're outbreaking the gospel. He didn't, you know, I mean, didn't, why did it happen to me? Is that what he did? He never heard him. He never even stopped preaching on joy. He, he never even stopped going around here. I got to stay home. My son is dying of leukemia and we're believing in God. We're, we're in faith. I'm, I'm trying to make fun of you. 
That's not faith. Folks, let me tell you something. When you're in faith, nobody knows you're having a bad day. I mean, man, that's the time when you count it all joy. You're going to bless God, you foul devil from hell. You jump on me, you're going to jump off. Say, I am an overcomer. I overcome. But yeah, well, you better believe it works. Am I doing all right? Verse 13, therefore take the whole armor of God. You may be able to withstand, withstand in the evil day. There is an evil day. Oh, <laughs> there's an evil day. <laughs> there is an evil day. And um, we're here. Hallelujah. We're here. We're in the last days. <laughs> We're in a time of trouble. Ha ha ha. Have you heard? I was watching Facebook. Oh, you wouldn't believe what they're doing now. Who cares? I think some days we just need to have Sunday where we just go, today is laughing Sunday. <laughs> ha ha, ha ha, ha. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha, ha. ha. If you're going to die, die in faith. In other words, don't kill yourself. Romans 8, I got a lot more to preach there, but I, like I always tell you, man, I had just this espresso service. Are y'all okay? Romans 8, Romans 8, Romans 8. This has been one of the most difficult things for the body of Christ to grab. Listen to me carefully. This has been one of the most difficult things for the body because, because we've been taught God has it. Well, he does if you gave it to him. But you don't give him your job. You give him his job. In other words, if the diaper or the baby messes up a diaper, do not pray about that. <laughs> Just go change it. Thank you all. It's, it's so simple. It's so simple. So there are things God told you to do in order for him to do what he would do. Now look at this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses because you're weak. We're going to come back to that word help in a minute. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. For the ones of you that I quoted that scripture a while ago, all things work together for the good of them and the Lord will go to This is the precursor to that scripture. We know we do not know how we should pray as we ought to, but the Holy Ghost himself makes intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered in our articulate speech. And, and so it, that's the, go, go to 27 right now. I don't want to read that. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of spirit because he's making intercession for you according to the will of God. And then because you're praying in tongues. Because you've prayed about it and prayed it through. 
all of the things you're praying in the spirit about are going to turn to the good. That if you're not praying in the Holy Ghost about it, it is, you don't, don't tag on, oh, thank you, you're really good, because it isn't. All of the bad stuff that happened to you was not God doing something in your life, creating hell and earth so you would grow and be a better Christian. You might have become a better Christian, but you still are defeated. Okay, now go back to the, 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 the verse 20, whatever that was. The spirit, likewise, the Spirit helps. Here's where I want to go. The word helps is, is a Greek word called suni lambano. And, and, it, and it, it means take a hold together with against. So it's a crazy big word. And I learned this from Brother Hagen. And then later I learned it from, um, from Rick Renner. But, but, the, but the key to that is that word. He helps us. He, the Holy Ghost, takes hold together with you against the infirmity or the weakness. The Holy Ghost. So, but here's the point. Here's my point. If you don't stand against it, the Holy Ghost has nothing to stand against you with. You say, well, I'm relying on God. Well, he's, he's going to have to have your cooperation before he can even start. So he helps you in your weakness by standing together with you against because you don't know how to pray. He's going to help you with what you don't know, but he's not going to do your praying for you. You're going to do it yourself. And you're not going to do whiny baby. I, did, I told Lisa one time I'm going to do this, and I might. And I might, but, but I just, I just want to do it just to do it. And I know that people will get angry at me, and they'll, they'll hate me, and they'll never come back to church. But I want to come to church one day dressed up like a big fat baby. And I want to find me a giant bingy. And I want a carriage that I can fit in. And I want someone to bring me in here and I want to preach from my carriage on what it's like to be a pastor with people who are big fat babies. See, I knew from y'all's response that you didn't even, you're never coming back again. But I wanted to, I wanted to show you what it's like to watch you come in and throw your bingy on the floor and start kicking and throwing fits and calling it prayer. I whipped my kids for that. You want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. Y'all are so sensitive. Help me. I've got three minutes. James 1. What are you going to do? You get COVID. Recover. Well, it'll be followed by COVID-23. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun of the fact that sickness is in the earth, but he's given you authority over all the work of the enemy. At what point are you going to stand and go, not on me in Jesus' name? The other day, you, you, you guys seem to think that somehow or another because I'm a pastor, I never have a trial. Y'all crazy. 
I mean, I couldn't even walk three days ago, much less my foot swelled up and turned black. And I'm going, you foul devil from hell. I'm not going to have a black toe. I'm a white man. Don't get offended at me. I'm just, I mean, it's just, it just turning all color and it swelled up and I couldn't get my foot in my shoe. And I'm going, no. Having done, no. I said, no. No. I'm the healed. I am blessed. The prayers of a righteous man avails much. I got authority over all the work of the enemy. Now you listen to me. I'm, he's, you said you would preserve me spirit, soul, and body. That's My body needs to be healthy. My soul needs to be healthy. My spirit needs to be. And I'm not putting up with this in Jesus' name. And Lisa comes in there and lays her hands on me and go, in Jesus' name, heal him. I got work to do around here. I got work to do around here. We need a gate, God. We need a gate in the backyard, God. And we need, never mind. She really does care about me, but she, but there is still, and I keep the list long on purpose because she does lots of praying. It's not time for him to go yet. She takes good care of me. <laughs> if you didn't understand what she said, it's a movie line. Lisa and I talk to each other in movie lines. Y'all don't do that, I know. If you, you Yeah. What was it? Open range. And Sue looks and said, I have things. What is it? What did he say? I got a lot of big ideas about us, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all get that? <laughs> In other words, that's her way of going, you're not going to die. <laughs> With me, without me. With me, without me. Where are you? All right, good. If you're looking at me like a dog at a new bowl, you don't watch enough movies. Never mind. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lisa. James chapter 1. <laughs> we do this all the time, so you don't know which movie we're in. My brethren counted all what? Joy. Joy. When? Look at here. Look at here. When? 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 When are you supposed to be counting it joy? When? When you fall into trials. Not, not on Sunday morning. This is a command. Why? Now, why is that? Listen to me very carefully. The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. strength. You, you, you want strength? You start worshiping God and you dance around your house and you count it all joy. You're an overcomer. How do overcomers overcome? They do it by counting it all joy because joy is a spiritual, it's a spiritual, um, what's the word I won't hear? Force. force. Joy is a force. It's a force field around you. Lose your joy, lose your strength. That's true. That's true. Right now, I mean, you need to start practicing what you're going to do when stuff happens. I mean, you're going to need to go, right now I have decided that I'm going to have a moment of joy. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Come on, y'all. We're going to count it all joy. Now, here's another one. Let me just quote it to you. Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Isaiah 12.3, with joy you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Luke 10.17 says, don't rejoice. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Rejoice. I mean, that, that the devils are subject, but rejoice. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Listen to me. Right now, you and I need to we wake it up and go, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And you talking about the house, you want to talk about my new home? Let's talk about the one that I got waiting right over the other side. And we're, soon we're going to see that. I mean, it is a by God mansion and it's on a lake and it's on a river and it's by a mountain and it's near a stream and it's near the city and I have a car that's, that doesn't run on gas or electricity and it takes me everywhere I want to go. Hallelujah. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You know, there are going to be times ahead where we're just going to have to have church services where we're in here singing about heaven because you're going. You're going. The worst day of your life, you're going to die and go to heaven. That's going to be your worst day. That will be your best day. Now, I don't have time to get into this, but I'm going to, I was going to, I was going to quote a scripture, but I want to tell you a story. When I was going to Ramah, there was a woman there named Mrs. King. Now, Mrs. King's husband was a paint contractor in uh, Washington, D.C., and she was very close to Brother Hagin. And she was a black woman, beautiful, beautiful black woman. She had like this afro. And she, she was so, I mean, you know, when people have money, they wear it. Thank you. And she has these diamonds, and they're not cubic zirconiums. And they're hanging off of each earlobe, and they're, they're larger than my, what is that, moissanite. That's really, a, I mean, it's not, a, it's not glass. It's a falling star. It's a falling star. It's really, anyway, never mind. I stole it from Lisa. When you have, I'm not, I don't do earrings. So anyway, when I'm going through my trouble, when I went through, I was at Ramah, and, and I came home one day and found out my wife's being unfaithful. Well, it devastated me. And here I am going to school and learning the Bible. Now, do, learning it and doing it, that's, well, that's, that's kind of different. So one day, everybody is, is in class, and they're all singing, and I'm not singing. I'm standing there because I'm upset. And my arms are crossed. And I'm just standing there, and Mrs. King turns around and sees me. And she comes up, and she goes, what's wrong, baby? And she's really kind, real sweet. And I said, I'm having a really bad time. And she goes, oh. And she's very, very compassionate. And I told her a little bit, and she said, well, let's pray. I said, well, thank you. And she grabbed my hand and very sweetly prayed and, and everything. And this was Tuesday. And then right after that, the class was ended, and we went home. And on Thursday, we're back in the same class, and I'm standing like this again, just standing at, staring at the back wall. Just everybody's worshiping, but me, I'm not worshiping God. See, I'm having a bad day. And Mrs. King spots me, and she comes back up. And this time, there was no compassion. And she said, what's wrong? I went, well, you know. And, and, and she put her nose on mine. Now, if you have 
a black woman who puts her nose on your nose and, look, and fire flies out of her eyes. And she said, I thought we prayed. I said, we did. And she said, well, you get your hands in the air and you start worshiping God. And I went, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I had no fear of God, but this lady is going to kill me. And 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 whole time during the worship, I'm watching. And she's watching me. And I, oh, ma. I mean, when she'd see me in the hall, glory to God, hallelujah, Mrs. King. <laughs> it is funny. What she told me was true. We prayed. Did we pray? We prayed. Did you ask God for help? Did he lie? Now you start worshiping God. Amen. And I went, I imagine what it's like to meet Jesus one day. And put his little nose on mine and go, I thought we prayed about that. We're faith people. Look at this word. Look at it. Say, I am an overcomer. And I overcome. There's nothing wrong with you being in trouble, but don't you ever let trouble in you. You get it out of the inside of you. You're in the world, but you're not of this world. Right now, there's going to be stuff happen between now and, and the next year and next two or three years. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But your, your attitude toward it is the make or the break. We've been learning faith for years you're going to start living it now. Yeah. You're going to come to church full of joy. You're going to go home full of joy. Amen. And I don't even want to know if you have a problem other than you coming up and saying, I need some prayer right now. Let's go. Yeah. I don't care what the devil throws at you. He cannot defeat you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread, and I never will. Everybody in this church will have a job. Everybody in this church, everybody will walk in health. Our days are getting healed and getting sick and getting healed. I'm thinking about just getting you all healed and just leave you there. Just stop all this bouncing around up and down mess. I mean, the moment sickness hits you, you go, no, you, no, no, you don't get that. You get that off me. You get it off me. You're going to have to learn a little bit of Smith Wigglesworth. You're going to have to learn how to get out of bed in the morning and dance beside your bed and start your morning off by worshiping God and giving Him glory. In everything. In everything, give thanks. In, I mean, in everything, you give thanks. I mean, you stop and you slap yourself and go, no, 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 you're going to give Him thanks. And you're going to, get, you're going to worship God right now is what you're going to do. You're going to worship God. God, Daryl Morgan, you're going to worship God and you're going to act like the Bible is true. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm trying to close. How many of y'all are game? I can't change what's going on in the world and you can't either. And it's going to get worse but you're not going to get worse with it. 
I will build my church. Say, that's me. You were handpicked to live now. You were handpicked. You're anointed, you're called, and you have, you have been given all of the firepower you need to live in this day. And you are going to change the world around you. The world around you is not going to change you. You walk in a room, you own the room. The city, Florida will prosper. We will maintain a, a moral governor. We will maintain a moral mayor in the name of Jesus. If you don't like something, then you walk around and take authority over it. You see corruption, deal with it. Cry about it. The world cries about it. You don't cry about it. You pray about it. You deal with it. And then you walk away with the victory. You never saw Jesus falling apart. I don't know what we're going to do today, boys. Oh, my God. Herod is raising Cain now. I don't think so. He went to Herod and went, you really need to know me. <laughs> and one day you will. You'll bow your knee. Father God, thank you that you have made us overcomers. You made every one of us in this room an overcomer. That's who we are. We overcome by the blood of Jesus. And that does not have an expiration date. That's today. No matter what we're going through right now, we're an overcomer. No matter what the devil's throwing at us right now, we are an overcomer. It doesn't matter what the world is doing right now, we are overcomers. The greater one is on the inside of us. And from this day forward, we will live like it, walk like it, talk like it, and act like it in the name of Jesus. Say this from this day forward. I will walk, talk, and act like an overcomer. I am an overcomer. The greater one is on the inside of me. If God is on my side, who could be against me? Now, I'm not going to do this right now, but I'm going to train you in one other thing. Do you remember in the Old Testament where the prophet came in and handed them arrows and said, strike the ground, and they went smacky, smacky, smacky? That's what you're doing right now. You're playing with my sermon. Why are you not saying it like it's real? Because you're sitting here, you've learned to sit and listen and do nothing. When are you going to get up and start acting? When I say, say I'm an overcomer, don't, I'm no come. No, you're not. You're a pathetic mess. <laughs> say, I, I am an overcomer. An overcomer. I, will I will never be defeated. I will never die before my time. I will never be broke. I will never put up with sickness. My kids are going to walk with God in Jesus' name. I'm an overcomer. If you don't do that in church, you ain't doing it at home. You wimp in here, you wimp. You're just a wimp. We're having church. I'm not entertaining you. This is church. This is how I live. This is how Lisa and I live. This is why the doctors told me three times I was going to be dead. And I went, I don't think so. Not time. Not going anywhere. 
bam, don't. I'm not cooperating. I know what I know you're educated, but you're not as educated as God. The greater one lives on the inside of me. And I know that doesn't understand, you don't understand, but see, I've had a pill. I have pill. God's pill. I have God's pill. Say hallelujah. I'm coming back next Sunday. You better be ready for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. Amen. I'm going to give you one scripture to take home with you. Amen. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Quote it every day until it becomes real to you. You might mentally assent to it now, but keep saying it until your heart agrees with it. Because then one day you will rise up and you'll say, no, in Jesus' name. And James said, God said about himself, every perfect gift, every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning. So if it's not good, it's not perfect, it's not from God. And you don't have to have part in it. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.